What up, world? Welcome all to another episode of The Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from right here as your humble host on The Ocho. It is Wednesday, November 10th, 2021. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and that you're having the best hump day possible. Now, I know what you're thinking. It's Wednesday. You normally hear from me here on The Ocho on Thursdays. But we have a very special guest in store. That's why we flip things around. You'll get talking to Star with the guys tomorrow after Riled Up. Just a, a one-time thing. Next week we'll be back to talking to Star here on Wednesday. The Ocho back on Thursday. The reason we are here is, again, our very special guest. Dallas Cowboys legend, future Pro Football Hall of Famer, DeMarcus Ware. Joined us to talk about the great work that he's doing with USAA ahead of Veterans Day this week. I'm not going to keep you from it much longer. You can also watch this interview on the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel if you want to see the sick background that DeMarcus uh, mentioned that he was sitting in front of. Mine's all right, but his is uh, a little bit more fancy, uh, to say the least. But uh, big time thank you to USAA. Big time thank you to DeMarcus Ware for setting this up here is Dallas Cowboys legend, DeMarcus Ware, right now on The Ocho. Pleased to be joined now by the one, the only, the legendary, the future Pro Football Hall of Famer. He and I keep meeting like this, and I keep telling him that it is simply now a matter of months. It is the one and only DeMarcus Ware. DeMarcus, thank you so much for taking the time to join Blogging the Boys. Dude, thank you for inviting me on again, man. I see you got the Dallas Cowboys stuff back there in the back. I need, I need a 94 jersey back there somewhere, man. It's it's in the closet. Uh, you know what I mean? That's where I keep them all. But I've got to, you know, you and I, we've done enough interviews now that I have to put something up here. One of the times that we spoke, you said, you know, once you got into the Hall of Fame, we'd get a, a football back here. So we'll figure that out. We'll work out all the protocols and whatnot. But your background has changed from the times I've interviewed you. You've been in a gym. You've been in what I think was a hotel room. And now you're what's what's all this? I mean, g- give us a, a lowdown for the people watching on YouTube, everything that's behind you right now. Dude, right now I got. Um, all of my Pro Bowl jerseys back there, I got like nine. And then I got like a lot of the guys I looked up to. I got Dick Buckus. I got um, Ray Lewis, Lawrence Taylor. I got, you know, James Harrison, one of my boys. I got my Senior Bowl jersey over here. Um, I mean, even you got my baseball jersey down there, dude. It, it's like a size extra small from high school. So I got all of my stuff in this room. And this is like my game room. And it's... Uh, pretty close to me uh you know i i respect the you know friendship but we got to get the james harrison one out of there 2008 defensive player of the year belonged to you i will not stand for having james harrison involved there just a ridiculous robbing uh i still am upset about it to this very day uh just like demarcus a lot of dallas cowboys fans upset this particular week that we're talking in fact at the beginning of the season you and i talked and i asked you how you would feel when the cowboys played the broncos Obviously, a, a difficult, you know, day for you specifically to try to balance your emotions. What was it like? And, and what was it like watching the way it unfolded? And I'm sure you felt happy and sad in, in different ways all at the same time. Dude, I was I was so excited to go into the game because I went on the Dallas Cowboys side. got to see some of the guys I was mentoring. You know, I started my season, my whole career in Dallas. I got to see some Denver players, some guys that I mentored. We talked about the Super Bowl. I mean, we it was great, right? Great atmosphere. And then all of a sudden, you know, when they start hitting those pads, I started thinking about, okay, what team are you going to be rooting for? I'm 50-50, right? It's hard as hell to even go with either one of the teams. But the thing is, I know I started my 
career in Dallas. And it's, it's been great, man. I got to play for two teams. The, the, I would say the Texas land owning team of America's team and the mountain America's team, you know what I'm saying? So it, it, it's, it's been great. And it was hard to see the Dallas Cowboys lose. I was a little bit pissed to be honest with you. Um, and I saw like some of the fans leaving the game. I didn't even know it's, I, I'm, I am becoming like a fan, right? Like a true fan watching the players, the plays, not even looking at it from uh, a football player standpoint, eating popcorn. I mean, you name it. I'm just relaxing. I'm looking at the fans like what they're leaving. And, uh, um, but you know, it, it was, it was a hard thing to just to see, you know, um, the, the Cowboys lose. No, I get that. I I don't know what what would have been better for you. It's a it's a difficult thing for somebody like you in that position. You said you were 50-50 as the winner of Super Bowl 50. That's like just you know some marketing advice to Marcus. Maybe that's your thing from now on. I'm I'm 50-50. You know what I mean? And you flash the ring. I you know, that's a whole different topic. But um there we go. I, I get that you were pissed. I mean, because a lot of Cowboys fans were pissed. And so what's it like if you're – I know you're a big Micah Parsons fan. If you're Micah Parsons, if you're Demarcus Lawrence, you're not involved right now, but if you're in that locker room, I mean, you guys had some tough losses, obviously in Denver, but, but you know, to this audience for, for the Cowboys as well. I think back to, you know, when you look at great teams that, that just had a kind of a hiccup, that 2007 loss you had at home to Philadelphia uh, when Jessica Simpson flashed the jersey and that was a whole, uh, you know, whole big thing – and of itself but you know because at that point everyone thinks you're a great team and when you have these winning streaks and and you lose that second game it's like the sky is falling it's like everybody forgets everything you did before that so what's it like right now if you're in the Cowboys locker room you know what the thing is like they're really saying pump the brakes just because we've lost one actually two games this year the season's not over and this sort of gives a team uh, opportunity to sort of reset a little bit because when you reset you go back to the steak and potatoes of technique knowing where you are and sort of turning back up the dial of aggressiveness and tenacity because but that because that's what i didn't see last game we didn't control the trenches on offense and defense that's where it starts at. that's how the dallas cowboys win football games and one thing we did not see is a lot of those big plays from digs right we saw some plays from um, Michael Parsons. We need more, more of those big plays to sort of catapult the team. Because if you get those guys uh, to bring that like catarismic little nuances every once in a while, you see that crowd electrify. You see the team gets built up. And when they can do that every single week, the sky is the limit for that team. Yeah, I think everybody's excited for them to get back. Um, do you feel like a lot of people are going to panic, I guess, is, is the proper way to put it. If they come out and they, they eke out a win against Atlanta this week, everybody wants to see them come out and crush them. It, you know, I, I don't I know you don't want to say that's necessary. If they don't do that, they're frauds or anything like that. But is that the feeling right now is you just want to come out and, and exert your will on somebody else to kind of feel like, OK, we've readied the ship because things are about to get tense. You know what this run is like playing for the Cowboys forever. You play that Sunday before Thanksgiving and then everything picks up super speed. And that's exactly where the Cowboys are about to be at. Do, do you think they need that big time win or just get a win and, and figure things out as you move along? I think um, correct the things that you had mistakes on from last game. And then you go on and you get that W. It's you, people say you winning in a good fashion. Nah, a L is a L and a W is a W. So no matter what, they need to get that win first. 
but then correct the things that can end up being a lingering thing throughout the whole season. You correct it that next game, and now you get that W to keep that positive attitude going. Mm, that's well said. Um, this past Sunday, obviously, as you know, the Cowboys wore the red stripes. What'd you think of it? Do you, did you wish you had a chance to wear one of those red stripes? Uh, you know, when you were playing for the Cowboys, I, I don't. I've never worn one of those red stripes. I, I remember when we used to wear like the like navy blue pants and mm. the navy blue jersey with the um, oh, navy with the white, blue. The, yeah, the white helmet. Oh the throw, yeah. man, that was sick. Right. But that's what it felt like if I would have wore that type of helmet, because those things don't come out of the vault. Mm -hmm. And yeah. being able to be part of something like that is, uh, is great. Well, obviously, it was an ode to the United States military and Medal of Honor recipients. I know you're doing some fantastic work with USAA and their Veterans Day campaign. Can you talk to us about that with Veterans Day happening this week? It was good. It was good. You know, being at Dallas Cowboy game and the salute to service that they had, right? And it brought back memories of, you know, my family being in the military. I've always teamed up with like USA, USAA to bring great initiatives to the veterans. And people don't understand that there's 2.5 million veteran owned companies and how hard it is to transition from the military workforce into the regular workforce. And 2.5 million companies have done that, just to name a few, uh, more than a few. But it's cool to now be able to use our own platforms to bring awareness to that. And that's what I'm doing and telling people to do today. I just want you to write a V on your hand, find a veteran-owned company, go to that comp company, maybe talk to them a little bit, take a picture in front of that company, and hashtag um, honor through action because we're trying to honor through action. And it's, it's as simple as that. I did it. I actually went to Jazzercise. Let me tell you what, <laughs> dude, that was so freaking hard. You can look on my social. I did it. You guys can do it too. It was fun. And we're trying to raise awareness today. It's not a um, weekly thing. It's a monthly thing. And I want you to go out there ASAP right now and get it done. I think that's a, a fantastic idea. Great job that USA is doing to uh, help the brave men and women that serve our country. And obviously, you're right, the transition uh, into civilian life, so to speak, can be a difficult one in a lot of capacities. And so this is a great project. Uh, Jazzercise, not my cup of tea, uh, personally. <laughs> Mine uh, either. But, I tried well, you're a lot. You're in a lot better shape than most people do. Where, um, you know, I, I mentioned it at the top. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to interview you a couple of times over the last year. This is the this final year before you are eligible for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I I know, or I imagine, you don't want to think too much about it, just because you know stuff like that. Different players have had different experiences, but your your NFL resume speaks for itself. And if I was a betting man, I would certainly wager that you'd be having a gold jacket on your shoulders this time next year. Um, have you given any consideration to what that would be like? Have you looked back on your career, given just the things you've accomplished? You've won a Super Bowl. You've, you've accomplished all these records. You've, you've been at the peak of so many incredible moments. And so that could come to a, I don't want to say a culmination. Um, you've already been at the top of the mountain several different times. But have you, have you thought about that just through, through the process of this season? You know, I have started thinking about it. And it really hit me when I was up there at the Hall of Fame and listened to their speeches, listening to Peyton and all the other guys and saw the mountains that they had to climb to sort of get there, right? I've been climbing that mountain my whole career from Dallas all the way to Denver, doing what I needed to do to get to the top of that mountain. And now I just want 
it's like the whole group of yellow jackets. When I put my hand up, I want them to grab my hand and say, you know what? You made it, bro. You put that work in just like us and we are on the top of the mountain together. That would be the, I can't even fathom being able to do something like that. And when and if that happens, you know, I don't even know how we act, man. I mean, I, I even get emotional and I can feel that right now. So I, I, I'm just lost for words. Well, we're all rooting for you. Uh, the Super Bowl you won was, of course, during the NFL's golden anniversary, the 50th anniversary. There was a lot of gold uh, throughout the league that season, so it'd be fitting uh, to, to get you your gold jacket as soon as it was be possible. DeMarcus, thank you so much for the time today. Thank you for the work you're doing with USAA. Good luck on the jazzercise. Uh, I promise next time uh, you and I chat, since it is kind of a frequent thing at this point, I'll, I'll make you proud here on the background. I don't have a Pro Bowl jersey, but I'll find something uh, something DeMarcus wear. Like I said, this, I got a lot of D-Wear stuff in my time, so uh, we'll, we'll figure something out. But thank you so much for the time. Right, thanks again, man. Peace out. Want to give a big-time shout-out, big-time thank you to DeMarcus Ware, the USAA, for making that happen. And a very happy early Veterans Day to all of the brave men and women who have served our country. Great stuff that DeMarcus Ware is doing here. I can't wait to see him announced as a Pro Football Hall of Famer at the end of this season. It's going to be a great weekend. I know it doesn't feel like it right now, but maybe Dak Prescott wins MVP night before the Cowboys win the Super Bowl. I mean, who knows? Let's uh, let's hope for the best, obviously, as, uh, as Dallas Cowboys fans. So, Earlier today, you did have a new episode of the NFC East Mixtape. Tomorrow, on Thursday, you'll have a new episode of Riled Up and a new episode of Talking the Star. Again, I know we we shuffled things around on you this week, but we wanted to give you the DeMarcus Ware interview as soon as possible. Next week, we'll be back to our normal sort of protocols around here. But uh, yeah, that about does it for this particular edition of the Ocho. Cowboys getting back on track here. And, you know, we're obviously prepping things and discussing things when it comes to the Atlanta Falcons. Later this week, we'll have our official preview show uh, as it relates to the Cowboys-Falcons game on the blog on the boys' YouTube channel. You can check that out. See me there. Uh, But for now, I hope you have the best hump day ever. Hope you have the best day ever, really. The best day of all time. You know why? Because you deserve it. We will see you manana, my friends. As always, go Cowboys and peace out.